Welcome to the Solution Focus Schools Unlimited podcast series. My name is Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of Counseling Toward Solutions and a book titled Parenting Toward Solutions, which I'll be referencing today as I talk with you. Parenting Toward Solutions was first published in 1998. It was a companion to the first book I wrote, Counseling Toward Solutions, and another book I wrote, Teaching Toward Solutions. Somehow, the way of putting those words together made sense to me, as we are all seeking solutions. Anyway, today during our podcast, we're going to hear a first chapter in the book, Parenting Toward Solutions, that might help you help parents who are dealing with all kinds of struggles right now as we go through the pandemic. I hope these ideas will be helpful to you. A recently divorced and exhausted mother confided to me once that she could not get her kids under control since she and her husband had divorced. He had been the disciplinarian and had often undermined her authority. Through our short conversation, I learned she was a fifth grade teacher who had always received excellent evaluations. I asked her how she achieved such success in the classroom for over 10 years as she described her strategies. She said, I post the rules in the classroom. I follow through with consequences. I praise often. I listen to kids' complaints and try to be fair, stay calm, and compliment them whenever I can. When I suggested that she try using the strategies that worked with the children at school, with her own children at home, at first she questioned the idea, but then she agreed to try them as an experiment. These, quote, new parenting strategies, quote, were at first uncomfortable to think about. But after recognizing her obvious success at school, she settled with the possibility that they might work. Still hesitant, she questioned the possibility that home and work were very different relationships. And I agreed with her and then said to her, yes, but the skills might be the same. Let's just see what happens. You have certainly developed some successful ideas. Within one week, she had her kids' attention and her self-respect blossomed. She was successful in her strategies because the strategies were uniquely hers, giving her confidence to try some new things at home. Since the strategies were used in another context, experimenting with them at home was a little more comfortable. And I reminded her upon ending our first conversation to remember, it may take time for her own kids to catch on, but to trust herself. After two weeks, she reported to me that her kids had initially rebelled against the new rules, but that she stuck to them as she would have in the classroom, and they adapted well. different and unique about this approach to parenting? Could finding solutions to help parents figure out things to do differently with their kids be so simple? I think it can, mostly because the skills that we discover as we talk with parents that they use at their work, 
in their other relationships, give them the confidence that they can try something new or different with their own kids. When people tend to search for reasons why problems occur, which is fairly what you all hear as counselors when parents call you and ask you to tell them what to do with their kids, figuring out the problems tends to lead to lots of explanations, but no new strategies. It's as if they just want to get to the root of the problem, yet when they find the root of the problem, they're usually underground. But imagine what happens, such as when the mom in the previous case I just talked about looked within herself to see she already had abilities and competencies in other situations. As a result, she was able to try those out with confidence And even though it was different at home, the skills were the same. Initially, she saw herself as incompetent and her ex-husband as competent and was concerned that she could never fill the role as her husband did. But through our conversation, she discovered that she had competencies of her own and she excelled. So the steps we've talked about throughout this podcast series, again, serve us well talking to parents. The important part is for us to put aside any need or any request that a parent might have to ask us what to do and instead to focus that conversation back on them. So first and foremost, we always want to listen. Parents are calling you, overwhelmed, struggling, challenged by working at home, trying to help their kids get through online schooling. It's very difficult. So listen, empathize, ask questions like, wow, how are you getting through this? This sounds incredibly hard for you, yet you're still able to call me. How did you know to do that? That kind of supportive response says huge things in regard to the competencies of the parents who are calling you. So listen and respond like that. Respond without any suggestions at all. None, because we want the suggestions to come from them. Then we're gonna jump into the solution-focused steps that I've talked about throughout this podcast series. First step is, so Ms. Ricardo, thanks for telling me all this. What are your best hopes for our time? Again, that's going to help Ms. Ricardo tell you the most important thing that she is concerned about. She might talk about it in the negative terms, like, well, I just want the kids to stop fighting. I want them to stop being so lazy about their schoolwork. Okay, that's a goal we can't really discuss much about. So we have to ask the great instead question, right? Remember, that question was coined by Brief Therapy Practice in London. And it's a fantastic way to get people to go from what they don't want to what they do want. And that's what we can discuss with them, what they do want. So maybe Ms. Ricardo will come back and say, well, instead of fighting, I wish they would get along. Okay, and what would that be looking like if I peeked in on you over the next day or two and they were beginning to get along? What would that look like? Get a very clear picture of where she wants to go. And then we jump into the preferred future. Suppose tomorrow morning you wake up and the kids are beginning to get along. 
Notice I said beginning to get along. That's because the solution-focused approach goes slow. We don't want to hurry success. We want it to go slowly and work. Asking her, what might you be doing on that morning as you get up, when you get up, that might ensure that in the morning, the kids might get along or begin to get along just a little better. What would they see you doing? What would they notice you doing that would tell them this was going to be a different kind of day? What would it be like for you, Miss Ricardo, to have that different kind of day? I like asking questions like that because it puts a little bit of a, a meaning to an idea that we discuss, and it also kind of appeals to the values a person might have. It may mean a lot to Miss Ricardo to have a little time to herself, and she could do that if the kids got along. That makes the goal of the kids getting along delicious to her. And she may try different things to get it to happen. And the third step is the exception finding step. So Ms. Ricardo, tell me times when maybe the kids did get along slightly better Where were they? Who was with them? What was different in any way that helped them to get along slightly better? Just a little better. Chances are when parents are stuck in a conflict, like Miss Ricardo might be at the moment as she's talking to you, it may take a little time to recall those exceptions, but be very patient. Just say to her, you know, I've got time. I can wait. Think of times when they were at somebody else's house or involved in a certain activity or doing something extraordinary. What was different in any way where they got along just a little bit? You may get answers like, well, we'll get along pretty well when we're out eating. Okay, what's different about that? Well, I guess they're kind of watching. I don't know. If you ask them, what might they say? Well, I guess they might say, I kind of expect them to get along okay when we're eating out. Oh, how do they know that? Well, I usually tell them. Oh, really? And how do you do that? Those kinds of questions, I'm just very curious in those questions, helps her to begin to see that she indeed has done things at times that help the kids to get along just a little bit. Empowering her is always going to be my focus. So then when she hangs up the phone, she thinks to herself, you know, I think I could do this because I've done it before. That's the solution focus magic. So in summary... As our parents are going through, the ordeals are going through today with the pandemic, with working at home, with trying to help their kids, the chances are many of our parents are forgetting the fact that they have many skills that they can use. I would encourage you as you work with parents during this time that you begin to be very curious about ways they've made it so far, what have they learned about themselves, What have they learned about their kids? I'd love to see you ask them something like, 
What have you noticed about your kids that maybe you hadn't noticed until you had the chance to be with them so much? What are some things about them that you're very proud of? And how did they get those attributes? I wonder what you might have done as a parent to help them grow into these values they must have or mannerisms that they must have that you're proud of. And I wonder what they might like to hear from you in regard to when they show those attributes or traits or mannerisms. I wonder if they would be pleased that you noticed. And what would it do for you to know that you made a difference for your child that day by saying something about it that meant something to them? Questions like this add to the richness and the dialogue of being solution-focused. It adds that extra layer of value and meaning that I think is very important when we talk with parents, particularly during this time. This time has been a reflecting time for many of us who have realized the things that maybe we had not noticed as much in the past when we were so busy going from work to home and doing all the activities we've always been engaged in. This has kind of been a a time out from all of that, for sure. But maybe we can hone some things from this experience that might help us be better parents. I wish you well as you help to solicit these exceptions and ideas from the parents you talk to. And trust yourself, too, because inside each one of you are competencies that will help you excel when you talk with parents. Best wishes. May your week be exceptional. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. I am currently working on a revision of Parenting Towards Solutions. You can expect that book out by the first of the year, 2021. Until then, check out the website, metcalfconsulting.org, for other resources, such as webinars on helping you if you are a school counselor to work through the virtual school counseling, and also use the same ideas face-to-face when you return to school. Additionally, I want to share with you that there will be a solution-focused school conference in October that will be a virtual conference featuring people from all over the world that are terrific at helping teachers, school counselors, and parents help students be the best they can be using the solution-focused approach. For more information, again, look on my website, metcalfconsulting.org.